0: Buddies, this is the Brazilian Buddy Show. My name is Andre, and I'm here to prove to you that we are more than samba, football and carnival. I'm here with Amanda or Amanda from Brazilingo. So, Amanda, good evening. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me.
0: So, Amanda, um, who are you and what do you do?
1: So, as you said, my name is Amanda Pereira or Amanda Pereira depending what language you're speaking, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm from the United States. I live in a small state called Connecticut, which is right next to New York and right below Boston. So we're kind of like the suburb right in between. It takes about an hour and a half to get to New York and an hour and a half to get to Boston. Um, Other than that, most people don't know about Connecticut. Um, And I am an English and Portuguese teacher and I teach online, helping specifically catered to English for Brazilians and Portuguese for Americans or English speakers.
0: That's awesome. So, like, you do the the both sides, like, you speak Portuguese and you teach for Americans and, of course, you are native of English, so you can teach uh, to Brazilians as well.
1: Exactly.
0: That's uh, really, that's really interesting. Uh, I talked to you like for uh, uh, for some minutes and you talk um, you speak really good. Uh, and why do you speak Portuguese? Like how does it start?
1: So, okay, so twelve years ago back in two thousand and eight, I had gone with a group from my church to an orphanage in São Paulo in what was the name of the place? Embuguasu. Uh, and um, we stayed for two weeks and helped out just like with maintenance around the orphanage and helping out with the kids and stuff. And I just like really, really fell in love with the culture and the people and every everything, the food. It was just like the country was beautiful. And I was only 13 at the time, so I was the same age as most of the kids that were living there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a lot of friends and one of the kids that was living there at the time, uh, I promised him that I was going to learn to speak Portuguese because um, I just I knew I was going to come back. Like the passion I had for Brazil was just so strong. So I did. I went home after that. I was so sad for the longest time to leave Brazil. And I just went to my library because in 2008, there were not a lot of resources for people who were learning English or I mean, Portuguese. So I just went to the library to see what they had, and they only had, like, one thing. They had Pimsleur, the beginner Pimsleur, like, vid- they weren't even videos. They were, like, CDs. Nobody even has CDs anymore. Um, um, so I just started off with that, and I would come home every day from school, and I would study, uh, like, my schoolwork, and then I would study my Portuguese work on my own. And I just did that for several years and taught myself. I never had an actual Portuguese teacher or anything like that. But what really drove me was just I knew I was gonna go back to Brazil once I hit 18.
0: <laughs> Whoa, that's really that's amazing. That's some um, like make me feel really happy because um like in general I think that Brazilians really like to show our, our culture. I think like every country do that. And when we listen like these stories, um like make me feel really proud and like you speak Portuguese, that's amazing. That's really amazing, and like it, it was easy to to learn, like to um, keep a conversation with someone.
1: Um, so it depends when. In the beginning, no. I mean, mm-hmm. thank thank God for Google Translate because that <laughs> helped me a lot. But. Although there's so many bad translations. You know, you put one, you want to say one thing and then Google tells you another thing and it's like not even close to what you're trying to say. Um, but I found a lot of Brazilian people online to speak with and practice. And some people from the orphanage that I had met when I was in Brazil, I still kept talking with them. So that really helped me a lot in the long run, just practicing conversation with a native and getting the feedback and corrections. I think that was probably the most helpful thing that i did to you know achieve success in portuguese yeah
0: D- did you have problems with accents because you were like talking maybe with a person from the the southeast and then like did you talk with someone of the north or in the northeast
1: yeah good question so when The first couple years that I was learning, I was only speaking with people from Sao Paulo. So it was always like the uh, Paulista accent, you know, Um, and, you know, I learned words like Manu. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's kind of where where I started. And then three years into learning my language is when I actually met my husband, who's from uh, Rio de Janeiro. And then I was getting the, you know, the Carioca accent. And so then it was kind of getting a little confusing. And during the time I was learning Portuguese, too, was when I was in high school and had to start learning Spanish at the same time. So that was a whole nother level of difficulty because my brain was just so confused. Um, But yeah so i think over the years my accent shifted from more of just the like sao paulo accent and now it's kind of i still think i have a little bit of like the r sound from sao paulo in my accent but then like (laughs) mixed with like the sound from the carioca accent so it's kind of a hot mess but
0: (laughs) yeah you you hit the point like how how can you translate money it's like dude in english like maybe yeah it's like dude and uh when we go to real you have like this sh- sh- sound and maybe for a foreign it's something really um, different to see like for example we w- which word for example like um escola in sao paulo and escola in Rio, so like maybe that sh- sound like for a foreign it's something like t- difficult to understand and uh, I-, I really and have you heard like the Northeast read like from the Northeast region, the accent?
1: I've heard it in a couple of videos, I don't, most of the people I know either live in Rio or São Paulo, I mean, I know a couple, like I have a friend who lives in Acre and um, a few other places. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, but most of the people, most of the accents I hear are usually either, you know, the Paulista or Carioca.
0: <laughs> and like, did. Do you have a word that it's really difficult, in your opinion, to speak?
1: Yes, uh, substituição.
0: Ah, so. okay. I
1: had to practice that one for like a full <laughs> day to get it down because just the amount of syllables—I think it's like seven sub-i-chi-tu-i-son, No, six. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah, and it has that nasally like um sound, you know. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with that word. I would say that's
0: yeah. probably the hardest word I've had. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see like uh, I know that for example we have the R sound if you're an American for example, uh, you have the word obrigado. And I know that in American in American accent it's like obrigado, obrigado. So I can see like mm, you're not Brazilian. Like I can see that you are from like from the North America or something like that. Okay. And we we have the R sounds different like um which were like, obrigado or um, to do bang, like for example, that's another, another situation. And it, it's cute for us. It's the same thing when we say Facebook, like
1: yeah. for,
0: <laughs> for Americans, it's like, oh, so cute. And we have that same feeling when we heard like uh, different accents, it's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, and that's... so you you were learning the language, like for how many years? like, to have that result.
1: Yeah, so as of now, it's been, like, 12 and a half years and counting that I've been speaking and learning. And I always say, I, I say this all the time, and I'll always say it, you never stop learning, like, you're always learning more things. So, I can never say, like, oh, I learned everything, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: those things I'm learning. But, yeah, as far as, um, obrigado, I just say valeu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> valeu, valeu, it's better it's vale. better, it's easier, yeah, valeu, or uh, okay, we use okay as well, and <laughs> this is really fun, this is really fun, Um. so your husband is from Rio, right? Yeah. So, have you ever been to Brazil, like, in Rio?
1: Yeah, so we go every other year, and we're hoping to start going every year now, Um. usually we try to go for at least a month, like, we're, and again, we're gonna try to pick it up, like maybe two, three months out of the year. Um, so I've gone six times so far, and then, you know, we should we should be going next year. So six and counting.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Like in, in which cities in Rio? Because we need to say like Rio, it's a state, and you have the city as well. So yeah, like how many cities did you visit there?
1: So well, let's see, I've been to like Monsuaba and like Ilia Grande in like Angra dos Reis And then uh, Petropolis is a really cool city that's like more mountainy. And then Nova Friburgo, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nova Friburgo is really cool. Uh, that's more of like a Swiss town. We went there for like our honeymoon, not honeymoon, but our like one year anniversary. And that was just really cool. Like, I think Rio is a really nice, State because you can. There's so much like natural beauty, and you can be in like the best parts of the beach, or you can be in the mountains, like within an hour or two. So, as far as nature, I think it doesn't get much better than than Rio, as far as I've seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree. That it, it's an important state because we have so much history there. Like it, it was, I think, like the second capital of Brazil. I just don't remember the date, but like. Um, how can I say this like the imperial um, family when they were like live in Brazil they they were there so you have for example Petrópolis which is called Imperial City so you have some like um, it's like a museum called Imperial Museum something like that so you have history of Brazilian colony there um, and you have Rio of course with Christ the Redeemer and the sugar. How would you say in English? Sugarloaf Mountain.
1: Yeah, Sugarloaf Mountain.
0: Sugarloaf Mountain. We say Pão de Azúcar, and like th- this is really, this is really interesting. And in São Paulo just the capital, or other cities as well?
1: Yeah. So the main ones I went was in Bukwassu, and then uh, Campos do Jordão was the other one, the German town. With the yeah, I got a nasty scar in my leg from riding horses.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, we were riding horses, and the guide who was who was guiding us around was drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he was like just like guiding us around like drunk on these horses, and then these people came on these quads, like the four wheelers, and almost ran us off the road. It was <laughs> the most crazy experience I've ever had, but it was a really cool. That's a really cool town too.
0: And uh, about food, like here, um, do you have any favorite food in Brazil? Like, your husband maybe cook for you some... Yeah,
1: so, and I cook Brazilian food too, I want to point out. Really? Yeah, I make estrogonofe de frango, I make quiche de frango, uh, bolinho de aipim, so brigadeiro you know so i i'm i'm learning to cook too cachorro quente the brazilian style um so yeah cachorro
0: quente hot dog our hot dog
1: hot dog yeah hot dog (laughs) yeah so my favorite food though would definitely be um escondidinho de camarão
0: wow yeah
1: come on There's a restaurant in Rio, in the city, the main city, called Bar do The best. They have the best pastel. They have like so many, so many good ones. And then the Escondido de Camarón is to die for. Definitely my
0: favorite. I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed because you, you know, you taught us like a tour in our cuisine, like wow like sweet and salt like you you tried a lot of like brazilian um stuff that we have here like that's that's really amazing like in, in when when we talk about similarities like about americans we have something maybe in common like what for example
1: um so we both have pizza but the pizza is different. We have more crunchy crust here in the US. Um, we have the hot dogs that we just put ketchup, mustard, and some relish. Mm mm-hmm. All the hot dogs. But in Brazil, it's like you put them in the stew with the peppers and onions, and then you put corn and peas. And I know Sao Paulo does it a little different. You guys put like mashed potatoes and everything. <laughs> um, we put
0: yeah,
1: ovo ou- de yeah. uh, quail eggs.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah queijo parmesan jalado yeah everything and then one thing my husband always gets mad about so you guys have pastel Mm -hmm. here we have empanadas It's, Mm -hmm. it's not american it comes from the spanish cultures but people he says they're not the same they look the same everybody thinks they're the same but i think they're a little bit different the dough or something's a little different but all the Americans think when they come to our parties and they're like, "Oh, empanada," and my husband's like, "No,
0: it's pastel." <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is really nice. Uh, we 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 can see a little bit of American um, cuisine because we have Pizza Hut, so um, we can see the differences. Like Pizza Hut, like you, you don't have so many things on that. Like in in, in Brazil, uh, I agree with you. Like we put a lot of things like. Thousand of ingredients just put and you have the Brazilian pizza and like have you ever visited like some restaurant in In, in US like a, a Brazilian one like Camila's I don't know if it, if so like famous in in Connecticut I don't know if you have
1: Yeah, So I've never heard of Camila's but we have a we have a lot of Brazilian restaurants here um we have some that are just like locally owned they're not chains and then we have like the chain ones, like uh, Texas de Brazil, that is like a churrasco, churrasco mm-hmm. um, but it's very good. But the other food that came to my mind that's so different mm. is bolo de cenoura versus mm-hmm. car- carrot cake. Carrot cake in the U.S. is nothing like bolo de cenoura in Brazil. Is it
0: salt in America?
1: Mm-mm. It's not salt. It's not salty, but we put like nutmeg and there's nuts in it. And then uh, the icing is cream cheese frosting. We're in Brazil. Uh, frosting. So it's a totally different experience.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. About like i'm um... When we talk about cuisine in America, like, I've never been in US, so uh, I just heard about, like, some pies, like apple pie or... because it's really common on movies. And, and I, I heard about Connecticut, like, uh, of course, I, I don't know, like, any information to, to say to you, but the, the city I already heard. Like my my cousin, she lives in Boston, so I know a little bit. And I love football, for example. I, I really oh. like football. Yeah, football, America's not soccer.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: and do you want to hear something really um, nice? I already played in Brazil. We have uh, yeah, we have some leagues here. Um, I played like one season in Santos, which is a city next to, to mine. And the name of the team is Santos uh, Tsunami. And mm-hmm. I played as a cornerback there.
1: Yeah, that's really cool.
0: We have our culture here as well. Like, uh, we we really love like Hollywood and you know, everything that in the US, I think that it's nice to see. You know, like California, we have the same vibe when we are talking about like some coastal cities that we have here, and like UFC, we we love martial arts here, and what, for example. Yeah, I think that's it like we love Marvel that stuff like it's really nice mm-hmm. and and let, let's talk about like um, languages so you teach for Americans and Brazilians right
1: correct yeah yeah
0: and th- this is like a challenge for me because you are a teacher and we are talking English so I know that on your head it's like yeah that's not correct that what he said and nah. so I know that and like, maybe I did some mistakes, like talking to you right now. And if you're a Brazilian and are watching this, like, um, it's normal. Like, if she can't understand me, it's something completely normal. Of course, it's not our native language. So, um, even though we have accent, I think that the most important thing is like practice, right? I don't know, like, what you talk about. Um, with their students, but like Brazilians they have a little bit of scared to 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 talk in any other language. Like I, I don't know if you feel the same thing as me.
1: Yeah. So I definitely think it's a people thing. I think everybody always goes through the period of fear to speak in another language. Part of me does think that Brazilians feel this fear a little bit more. I noticed like just in general comparing stereotypically that Brazilians seem to be more nervous to speak. But most of the time, like even if you make little errors here or there, if we're having a conversation, a lot of times like natives won't even pick up on them. Like you can make a little error here, a little error there. We're not even gonna notice. Like even if you made a couple errors, it didn't, nothing really registered in my head until you started talking about making errors. And then then you said I probably did some mistakes, and in that case, you would say I make mistakes instead of you make mistakes. But like probably, if we were just chatting like over coffee, I wouldn't even pick up on it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things you have to be tuned in, looking for the mistakes to notice. (laughs) So just I'm saying that for people to feel more comfortable to speak. Like if you make little mistakes here and there. There's a good chance that the person you're talking to won't even won't even notice them. Or if they do, they're not going to like nobody's going to tease you or make you make fun of you for making a mistake.
0: <laughs> and what what is the most like common mistakes that Brazilians do
1: okay. in
0: our
1: Yeah, so there's a few. There's a few. The first one, we'll talk about the most obvious one, the TH sound. Everybody knows that, that is hard. Usually I hear people either make it sound like an F, like the word teeth, I'll hear teeth, teeth. Or they'll make like, I think it's a D sound I'll hear them say, like instead of the, they'll say the, the. So that one is definitely most, the most common. And the, pro- the problem is there's two different ways to say th. So some words take that soft, like teeth, the unvoiced th, and then some like the word of them, makes the vibration the z- z- them so that definitely it's like for us english speakers with that own sound the no bone cone, like <laughs> we have to practice 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 to try to sound natural um the other sound americans have a hard time with portuguese is the uh tr like i'm trying to think of a example of a word that has tr in, in it portuguese yeah tr.
0: like traquinas
1: traquinas yeah okay yeah so i'll hear a lot of people say traquinas because in mm-hmm. the tr makes a chur sound in english so yeah traquinas instead of traquinas so training that tra tra sound um for english speakers is hard okay now let's go back to Brazilian portuguese speakers you're not off the hook that easy okay so we have the ed sound with the past tense verbs there's three different ways to pronounce the path, depending on what the verb ends in. So sometimes it makes a t sound like the word walked, walked. But all the time I'll hear Brazilians say walked, walked.
0: Uh, okay. Okay.
1: Or so just put an extra syllable at the end. Walk it, talk it. Um, then we have the sounds that end with the D sound. So if it if it's a voiced consonant which means that your voice vibrates, then it's going to end with the hard D sound. Um, let me think of an example. So not, mm, nope. Yeah, now everything's coming, all the soft ones. Parked, stopped. Um, give me a verb. Can you think of a verb? In English. Yeah.
0: Um, wash.
1: Washed, because it's that soft. Um, dropped. Yeah, everything that's coming in my head now is not is all the ones that end with the T sound. Okay, we'll come back to it. But if it ends in a T or a D, it's going to be an id sound. That's the one where you guys are saying walk in. If it ends with a T like parted, then you do add the extra syllable, but only if the verb ends with a T or a D. Parted.
0: So okay, other- Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning as well. I, I have one here. Um for example you have the, the name men. Um, In the end, we, how can I explain this, like, in Portuguese we would say like ben, ben, ben instead of ben, we don't, we don't, like, say the N sound in Portuguese, so maybe we have that difficult. Uh, Or another example, like, you have Facebook, so you have a consonant in the end of the word, but in Portuguese we don't have this, so we always have a vocal in the end, so that's why in our head, we put a vowel there so like facebook turns into facebook key or hot dog yeah so yeah it's something really common and yeah. i can i i heard this like all the time when i'm talking to a brazilian in english
1: yeah oh definitely i would definitely put that in the top like five mistakes like with the top <laughs> yeah.
0: Latin, you
1: know Everything gets that extra syllable at the end. The other one I would say I hear Brazilians struggle with a lot is the silent letters in English. So, whenever a word starts with K and it's followed by a consonant, it's usually going to be a KN, then that K is going to be silent. So, like the word knock, it's not knock. Oh, uh, okay. Knowledge, not k-knowledge. You know, knee, not knee. Or when there's a B at the end of a word, like an M-B sound, then the B is silent. So it's climb, not climb. Uh,
0: I, I say that, I say that climb.
1: Yeah, climb.
0: No B. Mm, B is
1: okay. silent, mudo. Um, or lamb, lamb instead of lamb. So the B is silent. That's another one that I, I hear a lot. Um, and then the word castle, like castelo, castle. The T is silent. Mm-hmm. So castle. It's castle. So a lot of the silent letters trip up trip up Portuguese speakers a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm learning. Like, uh, yeah, I say climb like wow for twenty seconds ago. Like now I'm saying climb. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really amazing. And I know that we have that, you know, that things that we put, we mixed um, Portuguese to English. So even names, like for example, you have Brad Pitt. So you have the actor Brad Pitt. In English, in Brazilian Portuguese, is Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah.
0: Any, like, any actor or person like Donald Trump, for example, like we put these vowels in the end and make, like, you know, these um, funny, funny words. And it's really common. And, and, and when we talk about the opposite, like for a, an American um, learning Portuguese, yeah, you already said, but if you want to like, talk in general,
1: Okay, yeah, so definitely the ones, the biggest ones that came to mind were that TR sound and the, like, the nasally OM um sound. Um, also the Ls at the end, the L, and you said M, that's another common one. Those consonants that come at the end of the sounds, they're very soft, and your mouth is more open in Portuguese. Like, man, when I'm on the spot, like, nothing comes to my mind. Boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, it's almost like a NG sound in English, the M, mm, M, mm, boom, not yeah. boom.
0: Oh, <laughs> and, and, and I was thinking in another situation like NH or LH sounds. Ah oh, yeah. Yeah, like minhoca. Minhoca,
1: melhor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melhor yeah. or um. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's it. I forgot it as well. Like, do you have any word in Portuguese? Like just, <laughs> just to compare? Minhoca no... Canalia, for example.
1: Yeah, there's I'm, so many, but like when you're on the spot, you don't like have like a pre-made list. It's hard to think of.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just in one role. Like the the this show, it's like this, and yeah, it was really nice to hear like about you have so many stuff about us and like you have a Brazilian in your house, so you learned so much and this make me feel really really happy and thank you for this exchange of cultures that we had um yeah i don't have any anything to say i uh, just say thank you for the experience and to have you here um do you have anything to say for us
1: yeah thank you so much for having me i i literally just thought of the perfect word that has the nh sound in it though. <laughs> yeah, Línea Pinta <pintagenia. laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just had to like, throw that out there because it just came to mind. I was like, it's so perfect. Yeah, but no, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I love talking about Brazil and Portuguese and English and of course my country too. So these are like the best talks that I think I could have. So thank you again for <laughs> inviting me on here and letting me, you know, talk with you about all these all these things, and I hope that it'll be helpful to other people that they'll be able to learn a thing or two from this.
0: And I I have a challenge for you, like, do you want to say goodbye in in Portuguese, maybe? Like, if you can say the same things as you said, but in Portuguese.
1: Ah, okay. Um desafio. Yeah. Gostei. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Muito obrigada por me convidar aqui para falar com vocês, foi um prazer, eu adoro muito falar sobre tudo sobre o Brasil, a cultura brasileira, a cultura americana e a língua inglesa e portuguesa. Então, muito obrigada por me convidar aqui para falar com vocês e eu espero que vocês uh, conseguem aprender uma ou duas coisas uh, com essa conversa.
0: Hum, legal, legal. Uh, eu agradeço muito também. Se você está entendendo o que eu estou falando, parabéns. Espero que você consiga melhorar o seu seu português. Eu fico muito feliz sendo brasileiro. Muito obrigado por ter assistido e tchau, tchau.
1: Tchau.